Hey, Sam. Hey, Luke. What's, uh, what's wrong, buddy? I just watched the hit 2004 film Troy starring Brad Pitt and Eric Bana, but I don't know if it's accurate at all. Hey, we've all been there, friend. This has you pretty messed up, huh? Well, I have good news for you. Ah! Jesus! I'm a doctor. Of medicine? Even better, classics. And I have all the answers for your burning questions about myths, ancient Greco-Roman history, and the movies. Where can we get this incredible medicine? Over on the podcast, Greased Lightning. It's on all your favorite podcatchers. It will be the sweet ambrosia of the gods. New episodes every other Monday. Two words to me in three years of Bret Hart Fires are a raging, and McConaughey <laughs> is a grunting. It's Hanksy Panksy, It's a Disaster, a podcast where two dumb idiot best friends are forced by my wife to watch disaster after disaster. I'm Sam Siegel, and I'm one of those dumb idiots. And I'm your chopper flying badass. I am Luke Patrick. I am the other dumb idiot. What's up, Sam? Luke... We watched 2002's Reign of Fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, we did. All the way back from 2002. Uh, yeah. Yeah, a solid uh, 19 years ago. Coming mm-hmm. up on 20. 20 years of, uh, of Reign of Fire, basically, Sam. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> so, how is your watch? Um, honestly, I've been trying this new thing, which is basically I wake up early on Saturdays and I watch the film, mm, uh, okay. stealing a stealing a leaf from your playbook. And Sam, gotta tell you, pretty great maneuver. Do indeed like this one. Oh yeah, yeah. You like the morning watch, huh? I love the morning watch because I get to wake up, make a cup of coffee, and then boot up a Christian Bale and Matthew McConaughey vehicle where they fight dragons. Yes, and just sort of. Uh, consume it while i drift into consciousness and there you go it's pretty good so you know what this this watch was great my uh, roomie did watch this entire movie with me because she had expressed an interest in it and had seen it uh in theaters back in the day um yeah dude it was uh it was pretty pretty good watch pretty pretty good watch glad Um, to hear it luke yeah, because I, I have heard through the grapevine via your text messages that your watch sort of got complicated. So do you want to do you want to talk about that? Yeah. So, OK, so last night, uh, Ken and I got some takeout and we sat down to watch this movie and we got mm, maybe 10 minutes in and Kenna checked out. She, she <laughs> was she, she's not enjoying herself. She picked um, it. She picked this movie. She, well, sort of. Uh, a coworker did say that this would be a good sort of punishment flick, and mm. uh, and so she was curious enough that she wanted to watch it too, uh, and then I think quickly regretted that decision. And so we we marched on through the ashes, and uh, kept kept watching uh, until about an hour in when I could see my wife completely completely drained of. <laughs> <laughs> Of all energy, hope, happiness, uh, just all of it. And so I said, hey, Kenneth, do you do you not want to finish the movie? And she said, well, there are only 40 minutes left, so we might as well do it. And I said, Kenneth, it's not exactly Kenna's revenge if you're being punished too. <laughs> no. And she said, good point. I'm done. And so instead, we watched the newest episode of Ted Lasso, and look, God damn it, I love that fucking show. Oh, we watched that as well last night. And I gotta say, man, Ted oh. Lasso. If you're looking for a great show that's heartwarming and sweet and uh, entertaining, you can't do better than Ted Lasso. Yeah, you really can't. Uh, there's not a bad character in that show. Mm-mm. Um, really buoys the spirits. 
and it's uh, it's the thing that suckered me into an Apple TV subscription. Mm-hmm. So they got you. Uh, they, they got did. you good. Um, un- unfortunately, I do have to finish my story about Reign of Fire, which okay. is I I <laughs> woke more? up at five fifteen this morning mm. and finished the movie before the sun rose. <laughs> Holy shit, that is bleak, my dude. Yep. Yep. Mm. Not a not a good way to start the morning. Really put a damper on my cinnamon toast crunch, I gotta tell ya. Yeah. Um it's not a good time. So how does this rate in terms of bad watches? Is this the worst it's, watch? Or is it's it It's down there, man? It's <laughs> real down there. Cause man. Taking in a flick maybe 10 hours, stopping a movie an hour in, and then finishing the last 40 minutes about 10 hours later Mm -hmm. does not taste good. Before the sun is even up. Yeah. Yeah. It... (laughs) It's it's been very trying, Luke. Let me put it that way. Yeah, you you seem broken. Usually you have, you know, some kind of high spirit or some kind of energy no. coming into this. What you're bringing into this recording is is a, a stanky energy, if I can say so. Yeah, look, no human should hear Van Zan as many times as I have <laughs> before the sun has come above the fucking horizon. Yeah, that's some rough stuff, my friend. That's some very rough stuff, and... Yeah, pretty understandable. I'm sorry that you had such a piss poor watch. I mean, it's fine. It's, <laughs> I did I did it for the vine. So yeah, and you're here there's now. that at least. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I survived. I made mm-hmm. I made a cake after. So there is that. Nice. Uh. <laughs> The longest pause in Hanksy Panksy history as Sam attempts to collect his thoughts enough to progress this podcast. Sam, would you like a plot? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> do do what you want. I'm a shell of who I used to be. Yeah, I love this. Kenna's Kenna revenge. got her revenge. Yep. She Kenna. got it. <laughs> It took three fucking movies, and I'm already cooked. Mm-hmm. I, and honestly, it took one movie because you were in pretty good spirits after the last two, the I tornado was. flicks. Uh, yeah. To to quote uh, Van Zan, I'm not burning. I'm burnt. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see if we can't resuscitate you with with some witty banter. Um, beginning. <laughs> Beginning with the plot. So the plot of this one, folks, is it's exactly like a zombie apocalypse movie, except what if the zombies weren't zombies? What if they were Dargons? Yes, we're talking <laughs> dragons here, folks. Yes. Uh, real life dragons. Um, Specifically, millions of dragons is yes. what's quoted in the movie. Or as my roomie put it, they're like fire-breathing cicadas. So basically, yes. they are. there's a tunneling project that's happening in London. And there's a tiny kid named Quinn whose mom is like a foreman or something. It's unclear. Uh, But anyway, he's in the mines in the tunnels when they dig too deep. And what do they find? They find a big bull dragon that uh, zips out of the tunnels, torches a couple people, and then sets off a chain of events that we are told through exposition. Uh, You know, basically the dragons multiply like cicadas and then take over the world by burning everything. And so now we are in a post-apocalyptic world where dragons rule the skies and the land. And uh, I think it's important to note, it's uh, it's said in the movie that this just happens. This is a cycle because Mm -hmm. the dragons killed the dinosaurs. Yes. Yeah, that Um, is clearly what actually happened to the dinosaurs. Forget everything you learned in science class. There there ain't no asteroid that done did the dinosaurs. No, they were just burninated by millions of dragons before they burrowed underground and Mm -hmm. waited. Essentially, these dragons are uh, Mass Effect's reapers. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There's a cycle, and they do destroy everything in their path. Yes, Uh, and then they... They retreat back into their their uh, hidden depths, 
Mm -hmm. uh, only to return once uh, some species has become dominant. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So what happens next, you might be asking? And that's a great question. Well, let me give you the characters, and then I will summarize the entire plot in about one sentence. So the characters are Matthew McConaughey as Van Zan, who is this Van Zan. Van Zan, who's this Van Zan. <laughs> rip Van 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 Zan. <laughs> it's it's a chainsaw. Yeah. Van Zan, Van Zan. I'm I've lost it, Luke. I'm gone. I don't have any I fuck my brain scramble. Yeah, it's been absolutely torched by all these dragons. <laughs> They killed me. Mm hmm. Uh, but Van Zandt is this rip roaring American uh, who is leading a, a gaggle of troops over to England to find Christian Bale's character named Quinn. So Quinn has now grown up. This is set in 2020, which I want to talk about that. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but Quinn is now leading like a group of survivors that live in a castle and they're just sort of hunkered down. And then Van Zandt rolls up with his troop of American soldiers who are dragon slayers. And yep. uh, that, them's the characters for the most part. And what happens next is, well, they kill one dragon that's been haunting the castle, basically. Then they uh -huh. realize that all the dragons are female which means there must be exactly one male that just crop dust semen <laughs> across the land <laughs> that is essentially exactly what they say is like he just flies around and fertilizes thousands of eggs mm -hmm. which has got to be disgusting if oh, you're on God. the ground for that one just a thick white rain mm-hmm um, and so they decide that they need to go find the big bull and kill him, and then that will save the earth. Uh, I also want to talk about that. So what they do is they go down to London because, you guessed it, the big dragon that they unearthed in the tunnels at the very beginning of the movie is indeed this big bull dragon. And so they go down there. Van Zant gets got. He gets eaten. Um, and then uh, Christian Bale and this... Uh, female helicopter pilot character whose name i don't know because i don't know if they ever say it yeah i i couldn't tell you yeah uh they do in fact take out the giant bull they save the planet that's pretty much it there's lots of tension and dragon fighting and you know uh explosions and fire in between but that's that's pretty much the sum total of it sam did i did i leave anything out nothing important <laughs> So I guess now is the time when we need to dig into the, the real meat of this episode, and that is, Sam, what do you think of this movie? I hate it. <laughs> okay, and uh, what specifically got, got you both? Because you and Kenna both uh, appear to have checked out super hard on this one. It doesn't make sense. Okay. All right. Make it make sense, Luke. I don't fucking get... Nothing in this goddamn movie makes sense. Okay. okay? So, first of all, apparently the dragons are either turned on by or they eat ash. I it It's never clear. Yeah, they, they do consume it. They eat it. Apparently it's their food. Okay. So, they've burned the entire there's a long long bit of exposition at the beginning of the movie that implies that the world's militaries nuked most of the planet mm -hmm. and killed like a handful of dragons which yeah. i've got some questions about mm -hmm. and then time continued to publish magazines even though they were under assault by dragons yeah hang on really quick i did think about this because in the bunker in the castle they have a Time magazine that says The End, and the cover is a bunch of dragons, and you gotta hand it to them. It's like the the, the band on the Titanic. As the ship is going down, you know Time yeah. is still published in magazines. Yeah, it, who's gonna read it at that point? Everyone knows. <laughs> Everyone what? knows the dragons are here. Dragons? New York City. Mm -hmm. okay. Anyway, so England's burnt, and so uh, 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 Christian Bale is living in a castle with Gerard Butler and way too many kids. Oh, there's so many orphans. So many um, orphans. 
and there's some disagreement with a man at the castle who goes to their farm that's in an old quarry. You know how fertile quarries are. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets burned, and then, like, the the movie can't decide. Are dragons a constant threat mm-hmm. or not? Are they hurt by weapons or not? Can their can their fire burn cars or not? Mm-hmm. Nothing in this fucking movie has any sort of like rule set. It's sure. all just kind of whatever. So they came from underground and yet the advice that Gerard and Christian give to these children is dig. Yeah, they have this like creepy prayer that they make the children recite that what do we do when we wake up? We look at or we keep our eyes on the sky. What do we do when we sleep? We keep one eye on the sky. What do we do when they come for us? We dig deep. Dig hard, dig deep, don't look back. Yeah, ever. It's like, but but they they came, they came from the ground. <laughs> for the folks at home, the exasperation on Sam's face is perfect. <laughs> And then 50 to 60% of Matthew McConaughey's lines are (laughs) (laughs) That's it. It, It's so much grunt work by this guy. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, they, they have a tank, but the tank never gets used. Yeah, I think they use the tank exactly once to take down a dragon, uh, and that's pretty much it. Otherwise, it just it just sustains a bunch of dragon breath. It just lives through fire. That's pretty much yes. its only job. Yeah. Um, and then, like, and then later in the movie, it says that the dragons are starving, but we see ash everywhere, and so if they eat <laughs> ash, how are they starving? It they. They're also fish? Dragons are fish? Hey, yeah, they do kind of offhandedly mention that. Or they say that dragons are like fish, uh, which is an interesting comparison. Because mm-hmm. I've, I've seen a lot of fish in my life, Sam, and not one has tried to burn me to death with its no. fire breath. No. Um, I, I just... I don't understand any of it. They, the dragons <laughs> burned the White Cliffs of Dover for no reason. Yeah. Um, I it, like we we see at one point when when Van Zan is Van Zan Van uh, Zan is, is leading his troops who. Uh, flew to England even though it's said before that you can't fly because the dragons are around yeah but apparently they flew to England mm-hmm. uh, and then they took all these like 50 cows and all these soldiers and then they uh, they go to the castle and then they march down the fucking M1 they get stuck in traffic and then they fire loads of 50 cows at this one dragon and it does nothing mm-hmm. and then in the final battle we see uh Van Dan and Quinn and the woman pilot all still have guns and I can't figure out why do you why are you still carrying a gun yeah if the movie has shown us time and time and time again the guns don't fucking work on dragons except yeah. sometimes when they maybe do but mostly they don't yeah you know what I think I can explain this one because mm-hmm. this crops up in a lot of movies where there's a basically invulnerable enemy and then people are still carrying around guns Sam it's a safety blanket that's all it is it just makes well, you feel yeah. better to be pumping rounds into this big immovable object yeah and then I I think what really bugs me is that the, at the very end of the movie they're shown to be sort of re building their little society and they have like a big uh like radio mast mm-hmm. and this child comes up to christian bale and he's like oh we we got a signal um it's from the french hey fuck off <laughs> okay now what's the problem you have with the french sam so you're gonna tell me that the french are calling them up and not saying anything like 
Hello, we have uh, capitulated <laughs> to the dragons, and we are now dragon friends. We are collaborators, <laughs> and we are collaborating with the dragons. We burn our lanes. We feed the dragons their ashes with the butter. Like, come on. That is exactly what the French would do, and you know it. Yeah, I will neither confirm nor deny uh, the French being enthusiastic collaborators with dominant powers. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> well, and then what British person is like, oh, thank fuck, a Frenchman? Oh, thank God, it's the French. I mean, I guess in an apocalyptic scenario, you do kind of want to know that your neighbors are still alive. It'd be like yeah. if you had these neighbors that you've hated and you've invaded their home over centuries <laughs> <laughs> and they've invaded yours uh-huh. um, and, and then, then your neighbor capitulated and collaborated with like some Nazis or something yeah and then there's a huge apocalyptic event let's say that every other house on the block has exploded including yours but you were in the basement so it's fine mm-hmm. uh, and then you, you get a phone call like 20 years later and it's your next door neighbors and they're like hey hey friends we're still alive you would feel something You'd feel something about that. Yeah, disappointment. <laughs> it got everybody but them. Yeah. Oh, God. Hello. Hello, we are still here, and we are still <laughs> a pieces of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Apologies to exactly all of our French listeners. Uh, yeah, which... but you all know I'm right. okay well sam that's a lot of thoughts Um, yeah i hate this fucking movie yeah so much that much is pretty clear my friend you got some vitriol today you got some piss and vinegar in you i do i really do also i last thing um van zan says that uh they figured out that there was only one male dragon because they tracked the epidemiology. Yeah. And Luke? I at first I thought they said the entomology, but epidemiology makes no sense either. Yeah, that ain't that ain't epidemiology. They don't have an epidemic of dragons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just call shit epidemics. You can't yeah. cure dragon. We got we got a dragon epidemic. We need to get a vaccine up in here. Yeah, it's like the, it's like they did contact tracing with dragons. Well, sir, uh, who burned you to death? Mm-hmm. Well, it was a big it was a big old dragon. Um, okay, thank you. Uh, <laughs> we've been interviewing many burnt skeletons, and they all point <laughs> to uh, there's only one dragon with a big floppy penis flying through the sky. Yeah, uh, and all the others don't. So there's only mm-hmm. one one boy dragon. Yeah, I will give you that it is it is in no way explained how in the fuck they came to this theory that there's only one male dragon. And also, hey Sam, to to dive into your side of the pool here really quick, uh-huh. and uh, to sort of dig into something that also doesn't make sense. This entire theory hinges on the fact that out of the thousands of eggs that this male has crop dusted. Uh huh. There isn't another male dragon that's going <laughs> exactly. to be born, or that there's not more than one in the entire world. Of millions of dragons, one male. Yeah, it's pretty fishy logic, uh, mm-hmm. if you think about it for too long. So, but you know what, Sam? They had to make a movie. They had to spin a narrative. Did it they? is what it is. <laughs> did Did they have to? Really quick, uh, I'm gonna look up the box office on this one really quick. Uh, I, so do I don't I don't think you're gonna be happy with it. Um, but also, mm. if the dragons are starving, just wait it out, man. Just wait them out. They're starving to death. The yeah. the, the boy is eating some of the other dragons. Uh, so I mean, he's bound to just get sick. Yeah, at some point. He's gonna get mad, mad dragon disease, eventually. <laughs> well, that's that's maybe worse. Mm-hmm. So Sam, out of a sixty million dollar budget, you want to guess how much money this this thing made at the box office? Uh, Luke, I gotta tell you, any amount is too much. But mm-hmm. 
I have no faith in humanity. I'm going to say 100 million. You're not far off. It is 82 million, Sam. Fuck, man. It made a profit. It made a $22 million profit, this movie about endemic dragons or uh, epidemic dragons. God damn it, humanity. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We can be better than this. We can and we should. My theory is just that it has Gerard Butler and the you know the star power of Gerard Butler even at uh, this yeah. early stage of his career. That's that's a real pull right there. Yeah, I mean we did sort of get to see Gerard Butler burnt to a crisp and that was kind of fun. Oh, yeah. So Gerard Butler, we didn't explain this as Christian Bale's character's best friend and he does get got in a big oh, way yeah. by the dragon. Yeah. Hey, what do you think of the movie? <laughs> <laughs> Sam, I gotta tell you, it was fine. It was fine. God, <laughs> God damn it, Luke. No. No, sir. I didn't hate it. I didn't like it either. I'm not gonna stand here and, and tell you to your exasperated face that I enjoyed this movie. Oh. But uh in terms of movies we've watched for this project. <laughs> We've watched worse, is all I'm saying. We've definitively watched worse movies than this. I, I guess. I don't know. Even the racist ones had an internal logic. Yeah, I think, I think, let me, let me dive into this. Uh, if I can put you on the chaise long and maybe we can dissect some of your problems with this movie. Yeah, um, I, think it, I think it comes from my childhood, you know? Mm-hmm. My parents never let me eat sugar, and so I think, I think a lot of it comes from that. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm glad we could have that insight, but um, I think <laughs> I think part of this is the set and setting. Uh, I've been reading a book about psychedelics, and I understand that set and setting is extremely important uh, for mm. psychedelics. I would put forth that set and setting is also extremely important for movie watching. Um, yeah. Because it was introduced to you guys as a torturous movie to watch. Now, <laughs> I think that might have been mistake numero uno. Yeah, probably. (laughs) The box arrived at your house, and it said poison on the side. (laughs) And we drank it. Yeah, so you sort of had a different framing on this, whereas I knew nothing about this movie other than what my roomie had said, which is, it's Dragon Apocalypse. And I was like, cool. So I think I just had a different viewpoint on this movie to begin with. Um, So that's definitely part of it. And then I think the other place where you fuck it up uh-huh. Uh, if I can offer this, is that you did split it in half and then decide to watch the second part of this uh, at 5.30 in the morning. Yeah, I look, it didn't help. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. It was not It was not the best way to do it, but Kenna didn't want to watch it anymore. Yeah. And it's her birthday weekend, mm. and I wanted to play Flight Simulator yeah. And also watched Ted Lasso. And so I watched Ted Lasso, and then I flew from Queenstown to Christchurch in an A320 Neo. And it went very well, Luke. Mm. Thank you for asking. Yeah, hey, you know what? This is not a this is a judgment-free zone. I am this isn't a sin-focused <laughs> review of what happened. Uh this is just pointing out maybe some of the mistakes that were made re oh, reign of yeah. fire. I would say every mistake that I possibly could have, I made. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you just, sort of you got on the diving board. You slipped. Your ass hit it. You fell the entire length. Yeah. Your belly flopped. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll say it had also been a challenging morning because, as you can attest to, I spent about two and a half hours troubleshooting numerous tech issues that plagued my home mm-hmm. uh, earlier in the day, and so that put me in a in an interesting headspace. Yeah, I just think this was the per. This was a disaster movie. In your personal life, like in your real world existence. <laughs> it, it so fucking was, man. Mm-hmm. It was everything lined up. The planets aligned. Lightning struck me right in the dick. And I had a miserable time watching this shit task, shit film. Yeah. Which is, you know what? Again, this is not a judgment, a judgmental zone. Uh, just we're, we're analyzing it like scientists. Sometimes you got to break yeah. down a watch in the lab. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, you got to do the epidemiology. (laughs) So, Sam, I haven't opened my notes once since we started talking. Do you want some of my random thoughts on this flick? Uh, I would love it, man. I need it. 
Um, so 2020, let's talk about that really quick. Yeah, just <laughs> I, I kind of wondered that too. Which do you think is better, the 2020 in the movie or the 2020 now? Ooh, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's a tough call. Can it's I, a really tough call. Can I put a fact out there that might sway you? Mm-hmm. In the movies 2020, people at least agreed that the dragons were real and they were trying to do something about it. <laughs> it's very true. No one is in the back like, you know what? The dragons are really just, they're just cicadas. That's all they are. They're no, they're no bigger than cicadas. It's fine. Yeah, they're, just, they're just big fish. They're just big <laughs> fish. And I'm going to go out there and I'm going to fly my plane like I always did. Yeah, exactly. No one is contesting that the dragons uh, aren't aren't a threat. Um, yeah, so it, it was a bit of a misfire on this movie's part because we did have an epidemic in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just not dragons. So well-spotted Christian Bale. Good job. Yep. Yep. Nice uh, work. Mm-hmm. Also, it, it opened, I believe, with 2020 AD, which, like, yeah, dude. <laughs> 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 we didn't go backwards in time by a shitload. Yeah, what the fuck other 2020 is it going to be, movie? Mm-hmm. Suddenly it's, it's the Paleolithic. Anyway, um, I did make a note that they nuked the dragons, which seems like uh, sort of attempting to kill a fly with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then later... Uh, we do see Matthew McConaughey try to take out a dragon very far away with a sawn-off shotgun. Yes. Which is maybe, maybe not the weapon of choice for yeah. dragon shooting. Mm-hmm. Again, telling you, man, it's a safety blanket. You just feel better pumping rounds at something. He didn't seem to feel too good. <laughs> I gotta tell you, he didn't seem like the happiest feller. Yeah. Very true. Uh, and speaking of Van Zandt, Van Zandt, He mentions being with the Kentucky Irregulars, which I guess is a military <laughs> unit. Yeah, let's not hear their opinions about infrastructure spending. Yeah. <laughs> And then he mentions that the first dragon he ever killed was in Kansas. Mm -hmm. So I don't think those two are close at all. Um, No. But another... No. No, 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 not not even a bit. Uh, They're they're a couple states apart. (laughs) Yeah, just a few. Um, But then another thing that he mentions that really caught my ear was... He says something about how it was November and it was a misty month. You know, the mist of Kansas. Everybody knows this. <laughs> what happens in Kansas during winter? It's all misty, of course. Well, and then I lo- I think he specifically said, you know, the month of mist. And it's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry? <laughs> now, I have been to Kansas many times uh, during the month of mist. And I got to tell you, not a lot of mist. No, 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 no. He also has uh he has a dragon's tooth and Luke how unimpressed were you by the dragon's tooth? Uh pretty damn cuz I've seen crocodile teeth that look more impressive than that thing. Yeah, it was very small. Mhm. Yeah. It was so small and I just feel like they could have they could have gone bigger. Mhm. Yeah, I mean this thing could have been fucking 3 feet long. Hang around his neck. And then I'd be more impressed that he hauls it around everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then... Do, do we have to talk about the magic hour bit? Yes. Because it's Fuck. related to the exact next thing that I was going to say about this movie. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But before we get into that, maybe maybe we should head somewhere? Well, Luke, I'm getting a... I'm getting a French radio transmission that uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> something about butter and dragons and if we don't do some advertising they'll all be dead or something I don't know yeah all right well do you, uh, you want to save these fucking frogs let's save these Frenchmen and uh, head on over to to an advertising break oh wee wee
all right, Luke, you had something about some other point or magic yeah. hour or something. So related to the, so they say in the movie that the the dragons can see really good during the day, and unlike uh, a lot of elderly citizens, they can see really really good at night. But it's mm-hmm. in the magic hour that they the magic hour they get confused. I guess. I I think he says that their vision blurs. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, yeah. Which. I don't know. I guess so. I guess that's one of the more believable things in this movie. Um, I guess. I. I. What's puzzling is, I. To be perfectly honest, I couldn't tell you a single shot of this movie that is filmed during Magic Hour. Yeah. Okay. So here's my point about this. Mm-hmm. What is it about post-apocalyptic movies that means all color is removed post-apocalypse? Because this movie is nothing but shades of gray, just 50 shades of gray yeah. everywhere that the eye can see. I Look, I hate the position you have put me in because now I'm having to defend the film. Because, Luke, <laughs> in this piece of shit's defense, everything is burnt. Yeah, and which so is fair. And so it some sense that there is a specific amount of ash blanketing everything that it would be very gray yeah so that makes some sense but and given that this is england let's keep that in mind for the thing i'm about to say next it Uh is it is overcast a hundred percent of the time in this movie now i've been to england they do in fact have sunny days in england like Um, three a year yeah they do happen Mm-hmm. So, uh, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I can't quite. Uh, I I imagine that what happened was they had the sixty million dollar budget for this mm-hmm. movie, and they spent fifty nine million nine hundred thousand dollars on fire effects. Yeah, and the other hundred thousand they had to really scrimp and save to. To be able, so they shot everything on one overcast day. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And honestly, when you view the movie that way, it's pretty impressive what they managed to do in a single day. Yeah, uh, this is actually one continuous shot. People don't know that about this movie, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it is a, a, the <laughs> the only single shot film uh, ever made. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. And you know what? You got to hand it to the actors. Everybody nails everything. Yeah, there were no there were no outtakes on this one. What's really impressive to me is that the the dragons, which were of course real, yeah, um, like nailed every line. Oh yeah, um, like you didn't you didn't even the the big the big penis dragon when it eats one of the other dragons. Mm-hmm. I mean he doesn't he doesn't even do a spit take nothing. He just no. chows down on his fellow dragon. Uh, maybe perhaps one of his dragon wives, mm-hmm. and uh, and he just keeps on going. Just a consummate professional. And you know that he wanted to goof around, like he wanted to oh, take yeah. that scene and like rip off the head and make it dance around or say yeah. something. Yeah, you, you know. could tell. You could he, when you looked into his eyes uh, later in the film, um, you could see he he was a real goofball at heart. Oh yeah, he, he wanted to get a laugh all the way back to the craft services table for sure. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, he. You know, <laughs> I, I read Luke that um, after they they finished filming and they they finally said cut after twenty four straight hours of filming. Yeah. Um, that uh, that he put on a, a bow tie and a top hat, and he uh, he tap danced forever. Mm. Man, uh, you love while to hear telling that. jokes and juggling. Mm, damn now that is a true class act right there yeah he's you just, he's the most talented actor on the planet yeah you just don't get that kind of that kind of uh consummate professionalism in hollyweird anymore you, you know what really i'm saying don't you don't you know you gotta get, dig deep 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 underground london mm-hmm. uh into what is described as a void and yeah. send a boy in there to get spit on by a dragon uh, yep. and and that dragon is a hilarious multifaceted professional mm-hmm. well I'm glad we explored the color side of this Sam because that honestly <laughs> did uh, really bug the shit out of me 
Yeah. There was no color or sunshine. So who knows when the magic hour happens? Because there's no sunshine in this movie at all. Yeah, we got no idea. Um, Hey, Luke. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think Van Zandt's his real name. Oh, you think Van Zandt is sort of like like Madonna? This is like a gnome de plume. Well, I think it's more like a like a short shortened version of his name because he wants he wants some street cred, and I believe his real name is Vance Zanderbilt. <laughs> Vance Zanderbilt. Yeah, and he's very wealthy. Uh, and he he wants to like get sort of a uh, like a hardcore mm. kind of badass sort of vibe. Yeah, and you can't be a hardcore badass if your name is Vance Xanderbilt. For sure, it's a mouthful, and it's definitely difficult to yell on a battlefield. Exactly, versus Vance Zan, which is yeah, pretty quick. I mean, it's its own guitar riff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Vance Xanderbilt yeah, uh, is the full name. Uh, again, anytime you say it, people will go, "Oh, of the Connecticut Xanderbilts." Mm, yeah. Uh, and he just wants Vance. Yeah. So you're thinking that this is like a trust fund kid who mm-hmm. who decided to take a hard turn in life and used all that money to become a. This isn't a military unit at all. He actually financed all of this. This is a paramilitary yes. unit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, which, before the apocalypse, had some pretty frightening right-wing tendencies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, sort of a sort of a Koch brother type. Yeah, um, But exactly. further right, if you can mm-hmm. believe it. Um, but, look, I, I'm actually going to bring back sort of an old bit here. Ooh, what's the bit? I have three products. Um, oh, that, yes. that I discovered in this film that I'm going to pitch to you, and I want to know just which one would you buy. Okay, I am so excited about this. We haven't done this bit since, uh, I don't know, man. It's been a really long time. It's, uh, I think, the one and only time we did it was Dragnet? Yeah, could be. Could be. Well, we've done it a couple times. I just remember... Uh, vibrator repair which i believe was the dragnet episode if anybody yeah, wants to go yeah. listen to that one it's like ud studley's vibrator repair yeah which was a great it was a great idea and i i did uh pick that one as the one that tom hanks invested in so yeah. but all that aside sam i'm extremely excited please hit me with this bit all right so uh first uh we have the dragon slayer 5000 okay <laughs> uh yes luke it is the dragon slayer 5000 uh, heretofore unseen, uh, in this, uh, in, uh, in these people's lives, it is a powerful dragon-killing machine, uh, wielded by Vance Xanderbilt himself. He funded the, uh, the development of this extremely powerful and potent weapon. Luke, it is a halberd. <laughs> uh, it's, it is unfortunately a one-time-use halberd. Uh, it, it doesn't disintegrate, it just, it, it's got, uh, a one dragon kill in it, and, uh, once, yeah. once you use it, uh, you, it, it'll never kill a dragon again, but yeah. it is, it is the Dragon Slayer 5000. Nice, as seen in the film, where it does kill exactly one dragon. <laughs> and, and then, then he, then... he hauls it around for a very long time, mm-hmm. and it does nothing else. And this thing looks heavy, too. Sam, how heavy is. is this bastard? Uh, a hundred pounds. Oh, damn. That's, that's some serious ankle weights to be carrying everywhere. Yeah, see, most halberds, um, they've, they've got a wooden handle, right? Mm -hmm. Sort of a wooden polearm. Not the Dragon Slayer 5000. It is pure fucking iron. Mm, That's what makes it so good at killing dragons exactly one time. Yes, and look, I, I'm sorry to correct you. It is dragon singular. It cannot kill multiple dragons. <laughs> That's a very important footnote uh, yes. when purchasing this product. Okay, Sam. Well, I hear you. The Dragon Slayer 5000 sounds intriguing, uh, but I want to mm-hmm. hear what else you've got. Uh, next is Dragon Vision. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's a set of goggles that you can put on that uh, it simulates Dragon Vision, which is really just normal things, but with the sharpness turned up way too high. Mm, okay. So and everything's got a real thick outline to it. Yeah. And 
I guess this could be fun at parties, you know? Yeah. It uh it will not work uh at sunrise or sunset. Magic hour, no thank you. Won't work. Uh, yeah. it's too too blurry. It is basically the opposite of crepuscular. Okay, I got you. So just standard ass daytime and nighttime use. Yes. For yeah. this one. Yeah. Okay. Great for that. Um but it is basically just a normal scene, but again the sharpness is turned up way too high. Yeah. Okay. I'm seeing again the party value here. You bring these around mm-hmm. to your friends, you pop them on, you get a, a little bit of a fun display. Um okay. Yeah, I'm I'm into it, but uh what's what's the final piece that you're bringing to the table here? Uh the last one is the archangel. Oh. Uh, again a uh just a real powerful sort of tool um used uh on dragons. Um it it really gets them uh right where they live uh and it is uh, as we see a launcher fired uh uh weapon of sorts mm-hmm. a tool uh that can only be fired midair and uh they actually use it incorrectly in the movie because luke the archangel is a dragon chastity cage oh so this this handgun that fires nets yeah is, a steel is... net is mm-hmm. it's a it's a dragon chastity cage oh for the kinky dragon that you really want to dominate <laughs> yes <laughs> yep you you got it um so so which one are you buying i we've got the dragon slayer 5000 uh and a 100 pound iron halberd that can only kill one dragon one time Mm-hmm. Uh, Dragon Vision, which uh, lets you see everything as it normally is, but with uh, very powerful uh, outlines. And uh, the Archangel, a dragon chastity cage to cage up its massive floppy penis so that it yeah. can't come or get an erection. Yeah. Hmm. So, Sam, here's the deal. I'm just going to start right at the back uh, with the chastity cage. There's only one dragon that I can use this on. Uh-huh. Um, so I just don't think the value is there on this one. Um, that is, that's fair. You know, it's a, it's a real niche market for the Archangel. <laughs> yeah. And I don't even know if the dragon in question is into this. So it's really sort of a presumptuous purchase on my part. To, there to, is that. Also, um, most people who use the Archangel do die 17 seconds later. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I'm I'm less inclined to go for that one. So we're just going to push that to the side. That's uh, fair. Moving right up the ranks. You know, I'm into Dragon Vision. I think this is a pretty cool idea. Because mm-hmm. uh, we do see Dragon Vision in the film briefly, and it looks pretty cool. It seems all right. It's, it's almost cel-shaded. Yeah, it's almost there. Uh, but you know what? I don't think it really has any lasting value because, again, you take it to show to your friends... And you get maybe a couple laughs out of it, but what's that really? It's not. Yeah. It's not much. But now. It's, it's a cheap trick. Yeah. This brings us to the final piece the Dragon Slayer 5000. Now, Sam, I can get behind a 100 pound halberd <laughs> that can kill me exactly one dragon. Because uh, that one dragon, that's one less dragon that you got to worry about. Yep. Uh, w- one out of a million. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm sorry, millions. Yes. Which, to me, you know what? I'm a busy guy. I got a lot of stuff happening, and I want to speedily deal with a dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking the Dragon Slayer 5000 is for me. Now, Sam, how much does this thing cost? $5,000. $5,000. Yeah, it's it's right there in the title. It's, it's on the tin, man. Yeah. Well, I will say it's cheaper than Dragon Insurance. Ooh, uh, yeah, that Dragon Insurance... Those premiums are sky high. Yeah, Geico Dragon Insurance is pretty expensive. So I'm thinking in comparison to what I would pay for that, a pretty good deal, uh, all things considered. So I'm still going to go with the Dragon Slayer 5000, and I will uh, wire you the money. Fair. Perfect. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you like it. And as an added bonus, it actually does reduce your uh, Dragon Insurance premiums by 65% until you kill the one dragon and then and then this premiums go right back up yeah i have to call geico and do the insurance thing where they're like yeah. well what happened you got well i ganked I, a dragon <laughs> you got your one huh mm-hmm. yeah yeah 
Got got the one. It was it was pretty righteous. I jumped yeah. off the roof of my house and speared it right in the eye with the pointy end of the halberd. Oh, that's good. That's good. You know the Dragon Slayer five thousand. Great for that. Um, so your premiums are going back up. Yeah. You know what? They actually have a new device now that's Bluetooth enabled that tracks you, and it just tracks uh, days that you don't kill a dragon. So if you go X number of days without killing a dragon, you know you get a discount again on those oh, premiums. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, it's pretty cool. It'll be the rest of your days because again, once you use it that one time to kill one dragon, yeah, never again. I yeah, n- never gonna be able to kill a dragon ever again. Yeah, which is it's good enough for the first time. Now, Sam. You yeah. did bring up through these products something else that I wanted to talk about, which is the Archangels. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which, let's just talk about this plan. I will describe <laughs> the plan to you really quick. Okay. I I will accept it as though I don't know it. Yeah. So the plan is there's, there's a group of people known as the Archangels mm-hmm. um, who get into a helicopter. Ooh. They go up into the sky. Okay. They find a dragon, and then, they, and then they jump out the helicopter at the dragon and try to shoot it with these big steel nets. Now, Sam... You lost, you lost me, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse I don't, me. If, I don't blame you. If you want the Xanderbilt money, you're going to have to explain to me wh- why this is good. Yeah, well, you see, you know how hard it is to hit drop zones? Mm-hmm. Um, what if we did that with a moving target... And just sort of leaped out of a of a moving helicopter as well, and then hope to fuck that we are even remotely near the dragon, uh, and don't also get eaten or blasted out of the sky by it. Okay, and so just tell me here, ideal scenario. Yeah, jump out, you find the dragon, you get near the dragon, you put the net on the dragon. Yep. What then is supposed to happen? Because well, now then, you're mm-hmm. connected to a net on a dragon in the sky. Yeah. Uh. You know. <laughs> <laughs> didn't didn't get that far, huh? Didn't think that one through. No. Um. We do have parachutes. Well, how's the dragon not going to set the parachute on fire as you're sort of floating? Da- also, the dragon is falling. Yeah. <laughs> this is I'm I'm confused here. Yeah. So d- your people get the net on the dragon and then just ride down to their doom? I mean pretty much, which would explain why <laughs> so far in our experiments with this, uh archangels seem to live about 17 seconds is the quoted figure from the movie. How many people are you going through, man? <laughs> Quite a few. <laughs> I mean even just to train them is pretty yeah. risky. I mean, and then finding someone who can be a veteran in this field, I mean, that's nearly impossible. How many dragons have you killed this way? Uh, well, viewing from the movie, zero. Zero Ooh. dragons. Ooh, those, hey, I could go out right now to my local Geico store and mm-hmm. buy a Dragon Slayer 5000 for $5,000, and I could yeah. kill precisely one dragon for sure yeah so so far the success rate on the archangels program has been pretty piss poor uh but we're gonna keep doing this and we're gonna dedicate a lot of screen time to this experiment too now do you have a way to like track the dragon so that you know you're not jumping just kind of (laughs) willy-nilly into the sky (laughs) yeah Hey, what if I told you we have these three antenna type thingies that we can set up that give us a full 3D model of the fucking sky? Um, hey, hey, bud, mm-hmm. let me let me stop you right there. Uh, just just one wealthy person to someone who's trying to sell a product. Yeah. Lead with that part. Yeah. Hey, That's... what if we uh, what if we used it exactly once in the movie, and then never touched it again? Now, now, see, you've lost me. Because <laughs> this, this sounds like pretty fucking incredible technology, sir. Yeah. It's, uh, pretty, it's pretty badass. Yeah, you've, you've told me that you can stick down three, three little uh, spears in the ground. Yeah. And create a real-to-life 3D map, real-time, 
that will track anything in it. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. And you're just going to use that one time for this uh, Archangel program that doesn't work? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I don't I don't think you should be in charge of anything. No, I don't think so, for sure. I think I think this is all a gigantic mistake. And uh again, the amount of screen time we're going to dedicate to it does not make sense. Um and nor does it accomplish anything. No, it really doesn't. Um I'm go- I'm going to break character here and just say I was disappointed when Alvarez slammed into the ground after <laughs> jumping into this and we didn't even get to see it. Yeah, we just see it on a screen, the little dot just like careening yeah. towards the earth and then splat. Like a uh, bullet. Yeah, like a bullet with with terminal velocity for sure. Yeah, I don't even... There was a guy who did pull his parachute and we never saw him again. Hey, we do not. That's a great <laughs> point. He landed somewhere in no man's, no man's land and then yeah. no one bothered to pick him up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just died out there, I guess. And then yeah. I I can't even figure out what happened. So they got the like the net on him, on the dragon, and mm-hmm. then the dragon just like shook it off. Yeah. It, it, it was so <laughs> we spent like 20 <laughs> minutes on this thing. Yeah, we spent a lot of time and effort on sh- setting up the archangels. And then, uh, you know, there's even a kid who's like, man, they want to recruit me. They're going to teach me to be an archangel. They're going to teach me to do this. They're going to teach me to be completely useless and then (laughs) splat myself into the ground at terminal velocity. Yes. Just really, really rock it into the ground head first. Mm -hmm. Like Alvarez didn't even fucking like splay his arms out to slow himself down. He kept, you know, like straight in a line. Mm -hmm. Just pencil dove into the dirt (laughs) like a diver yeah like a a, diver man a fucking lawn dart of a human Mm -hmm. (laughs) but anyway get to see it that's uh that's my my pitch for the archangel program and uh that's pretty much all i've got on this movie sam do you have anything else that you want to say about a reign of fire Uh, i'm just gonna say i'm not i'm not investing in the archangel program oh yeah that makes sense it's garbage for sure uh, much like this movie. No, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Okay. Well, that's fair. We can move on. Let's do it, folks. Uh, thank you for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Hanksy Panksy Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Hanksy Panksy. You can find us on Instagram at Hanksy Panksy Podcast. Or Hanksy Panksy Pod, sorry. Uh, and you can send us an email at HanksyPanksyPod at gmail.com. Um, we've gotten some great emails actually from uh, Tuck and from Daniel, uh, and I actually I actually want to pull up one of Daniel's emails because he did submit a uh, a movie title. Ooh! Uh, and it was brilliant. Um, so he actually uh, two movie titles. Uh, one was Tornado of Thumbtacks, which which is <laughs> so good. Um, but, I want to see this movie. But the second Luke. Mm-hmm. Uh, was an art just mm, it's pumping the pulp it's a dude <laughs> he even has a plot here it's about a dude who's really into the paper mill smell and he makes a real doll filled with pulp and then he fills it with his pulp <laughs> thank you Daniel for bringing Daniel. this into our lives the fucking smile that spread across my face when I read this horrifying, beautiful <laughs> piece of the short story that you wrote uh, it is unmatched. Mm-hmm. God, it's like Lars and the Real, Real Girl, except <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so much better in every way. Oh, it is phenomenal. So thank you, Daniel. Uh, thank you, Tuck. Um, Tuck calling out uh, Luke and your your reference to Alar, whatever the fuck that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but yeah, so uh, so send us an email. Um, I guess with more paper mill porno names. Uh, <laughs> maybe try to figure out what the Archangel program was supposed to do in an ideal scenario. Yeah. Um, and again, uh, let us know if you watch Polar Express with Luke. Um, 
Also, please uh, uh, write us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out, and we'll give you a shout-out uh, if you do. And share us with a friend. Uh, it really makes a difference for us. Um, Luke, do you have a final quote from this piece of shit? I do. It's a juicy one, and it is. Only one thing worse than a dragon. Americans. Fuck. And that's it. That's all Fuck. I got. That's That's all she wrote, Sam. Oh, let's get out of here, please. God, thanks for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy Podcast. Or Hanksy Panksy. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying anymore. Thanks for <laughs> listening to Hanksy Panksy. We'll be back next week with something. Bandan! Just watched Yes, God, Yes, Scott, Natalia, and Ty- Dyer, Timothy Simmons. It's it's good. Um, And, uh, and please uh, write us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. And uh, share us with a friend. Uh, it's a big help, too. And if you write us a review, uh, we'll give you a shout-out on the show right here. Mm-hmm. Somewhere, somewhere right in here, there's a uh, sign gleaming uh, that says, Your Name Here, Yeah. Uh, right now. Um, so, Luke, you got, uh, you got that final quote? I do indeed. You alluded to it earlier, but it is... Better batten down the hatches, folks. This one could be a real gully washer. A real gully washer. Gully washer. Whatever whatever the fuck that means. Yeah, I have no fucking clue. Um, That's what you get when uh, going back generations, all the parents are brothers and sisters. Mm. Oh, Nebraska, fuck you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy. We'll be back next week with some other punishment from my wife.